Hello, I'm Kieran Lynch and welcome to Overcast, the Chocolate Sheep Podcast. Each episode will bring you latest insights, advice and technical updates for the sheep industry. Now, with many farms in the middle of lambing, this week's episode is going to focus on managing artificially reared lambs. I'll discuss this in more detail and join by Michael Gosling, head of sheep in Chagask. Michael outlines the various systems that are available for rearing artificial lambs and the importance of getting them systems set up early and getting lambs onto those feeders early in life. As it can be a costly system, mainly due to the milk replacer input, we discussed the importance of grouping up lambs in weekly batches. This helps facilitate the transition of cold milk, the introduction of concentrated roughage into that diet, with Michael outlining a number of practical tips that can help prepare those lambs for weaning. We finish up with Michael outlining the target inputs for the system and the costs involved. We start off, however, with Michael highlighting the need to have a system in place to deal with orphan or pet lambs on farms this spring. Every, every sheep farmer, no matter how big a sheep farm you have or what your litter size is, will have some orphan or what we call sometimes pet lambs. These are basically lambs that for various different reasons, you know, don't have a mom to suckle from. Either the yo died, you hadn't enough milk uh, or there was too many lambs there. So uh, how we deal with those, I suppose, is, you know, a big part of the labour associated with sheep farming. Um, and I suppose also there's performance aspects to it. And really, I think... Um, you know, there's there's various different systems for feeding lambs, everything from just a bottle and a teat. And that's obviously a very labor intensive system where you have to basically fill and warm up that um, bottle and, and feed the lamb, um, you know, four times a day. And if you have multiple lambs, obviously your workload multiple, multiplies uh, accordingly. We also have uh, different, various different types of buckets with nipples off them. So you have buckets with maybe three on either side or uh, buckets that hang off a gate with four, three, four or five nipples and the lambs can come up. You just fill the bucket and your three, four or five lambs stand around the bucket. And, and so again, obviously, milk has to be made up, brought out and, and it has to be done every time that the lambs are being fed. Uh, Somebody is involved in, in feeding that then I suppose we have the automatic feeders, and I suppose the thing about automatic feeders is that the beauty about the automatic feeding system is that we don't need to 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 do do that every day, uh, or sorry, every time the lambs are being fed. So this is a system where basically every time the lamb wants to drink, there's a teat there and there's milk behind it, um, and the farmer's job then is really just basically cleaning out that one and refilling it once or twice a day. There's various different type of automatic feeders, everything from just a simple bucket with a number of teats on it, um, all the way up to really automated systems, which are plumbed in, have their own heating system and, and mix the milk and the powder automatically. Like So there's the, you know, anything from kind of, I'd say somewhere around 300 euros, all the way up to ones that cost thousands of euros, uh, from ones that can feed anything from three or four lambs, all the way up to ones that can feed hundreds of lambs. Um, and I suppose the, the the thing is that every sheep farmer should have one of these, you know, um, automated systems for, for managing these lambs. Even if you're selling pet lambs, you know, some people will say, OK, don't keep them. I, I, I sell them. But even when you're selling your, your lambs as, as, as pet lambs, you're going to have them on farm for a number of days um, waiting for, for, you know, to get strong enough to be sold. Um, and waiting for buyers to come and collect them. And these feeders need to really be set up at the start of lambing, um, uh, you know, even before lambing starts, have a pen, have your feeder set up and, 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 and a, a power supply there, your milk replacer in place. And basically, so once you're yours are lambing, um, 
lamb stays with the mom for 24 hours. That's the length of time it needs to stay there to, to get the colostrum. And then usually I would recommend every morning the lambs are taken up, um, the surplus lambs that are 24 hours old or older, and then they're put into the, the pet lamb pen. Different color mark every day. So we start on, say, Tuesday, um, put a blue mark on them, Wednesday, yellow mark, Thursday, green mark, whatever. Um, and it's very easy then to monitor uh, the performance of those lamps, make sure that they're all sucking, identify a lamp that's only been put in there yesterday, but isn't maybe getting on, needs an extra bit of help. And Michael, like the success of that system really is dependent on getting it set up right at the start, particularly if we're going to try and keep the costs of it down. You mentioned they were culling them on different days. How important is it getting that group set up early and maybe as we more so as we progress and transition on that we can take them off milk? Yeah, so very important. Um, I suppose it's important, first of all, Kieran, that we take the lambs off the O's at kind of 24 hours of age. If you leave them on for three or four days, um, it becomes very, very difficult to get them onto the artificial milk and it, it creates a lot of workload at that end. So often people say, oh, I leave them on there for another day or two. I might, you know, I might get a yo to foster on or something like that. And next thing you've got a lamb there, he's, he's three or four days on yo's milk. Very hard to get, you know, much harder to get him uh, adjusted onto a feeder. So what I would say is get them off early. Um, and if the feeder is there and set up, it's a, the reason for marking them, I suppose, by day is that we we, we check them. Uh, a lot of these lambs will need to be held up to the feeder maybe once. Uh, most of them will figure it out after that. They'll see the, the other lambs in the pen drinking and they, they, they'll twig it. Uh, there'll be the odd lamb that doesn't twig it and you'll spot that lamb and having the colour on the lamb indicates to you how long he's in that pen if it's a lamb that's only been put in there today obviously it needs a bit more attention um you know and you can watch for that once we kind of have a week's supply of lambs it's really important then kieran that they're moved on as a batch um and and the importance of that really comes to do with how we manage lambs as they get older um really what we're trying to do is is, is have them in kind of weak batch sizes um so, so that we'll say last week's batch are, are moved on into the next pen, and a, a lot of the feeders will facilitate that. That you can, you know, replace nipples on the side of it with maybe a tube, or some of them have tubes. So, having a longer tube going to the next pen allows you to maybe cool the milk down a little bit. If 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 the pen is right next door and you don't have that length for the tube to cool down, maybe running it through a bucket of cold water to cool it down for the older lambs. So, as you know, when we start the lambs off on these feeders. Here, we're giving them, you know, really warm milk. We're trying to mimic as much as we can what's happening with the yolk. So the milk temperature will be at the highest setting and generally that's somewhere around kind of probably 28 to 30 degrees, depending on the system and the feeder you have. Um, that encourages intake, um, stimulates the lambs to, to drink as, you know, as much as, as, as they can to appetite. Then I suppose once the lambs are kind of about 10 days old, um, we, we try to reduce the temperature somewhat. We're trying to get them accustomed to drinking colder milk. Uh, that's going to help us to limit our intake. So from 10 days of age until about 20 days of age, um, we, we turn the feeder down to temperature, down to the bottom setting. Usually that's somewhere around 18 to 20, 21 degrees on most of these feeders. So now they're getting milk that's a good bit cooler than they would be getting from, from the O's or that they were getting in the first 10 days. Then when they're about three weeks of age, Kieran, our, our, our batches of lambs, we'll move them on again. And at that stage, we're putting them on to cold milk. So this is, you know, environmental temperature milk. So it's water out of the tap, mixed with the milk powder, put into a feeder. There's no, no warm water in it. 
what we're doing at that stage really is we're trying to get them weaned in, into the weaning idea. So we're, we're, we're trying to reduce milk intake. We're trying to encourage concentrate intake. So at that stage, really, from about, you know, 10 days, two weeks of age, we'll be introducing a little bit of concentrates. They won't be eating much at that stage. Once we are cooling down the milk, that limits their intake. They'll start nibbling at concentrates. They'll start nibbling at a little bit of rich, you know, straw, hay, or silage if it's available, clean silage. Uh, if there's other stock being fed and you can take a little bit off, that'll be fine as well. And we also start introducing water to them at that stage as well, drinking water. Not that they're going to drink an awful lot of it. As long as they have, have, have kind of two, two and a half liters of milk per day, they probably won't drink any water or very little, but it's still important to have it there um, for once they start eating the meal. I suppose the benefit of going on to the cold milk, Kieran, is that number one, it limits intake. Um, so we're generally kind of looking at about 400 grams of milk powder per day per lamb um, for, for that last kind of two week period. Number two, it stops um, them from gorging themselves. So it prevents bloat, um, which is a problem with lambs that are, are, are bottle fed or fed on some of the other systems that we start losing lambs with bloat at that stage. Um, and the third thing it does then is it, it encourages them to start eating meal and we need to get them onto the meal so that we can wean them at five weeks of age. And that's really, really important. So um, our milk replacer costs about three euros odd, a little bit with it, depending on the type of, of product you're buying. Uh, maybe 3, 3, 10, 3, 15, 3, 20 per kilo. Our target intake for these lambs is about 13 kilos of milk replacers, costing around 40 euros. Uh, obviously, it depends on the pack sizes you buy, the quantity you buy. If you buy it all in five kilo buckets or five kilo bags, it's much more expensive than if you buy the big bags. Sometimes if you buy, you know, 10 big bags or whatever, there's a deal there that you might get one free or something like that. So obviously there, there's lots of different um, prices out there. But generally I'd be saying around a little bit over three euros a kilo, 13 kilos per lamb, 40 euros is our budget for the milk replacer. If we have the lambs on it any longer than five weeks, we're going to blow that budget out of the water. That is the big cost in our system, Michael, particularly as that lamb gets older and he's drinking more milk. As you indicated earlier, the performance will be good, but the cost does start stacking up very, very quick. Yeah. So if they drink a lot more milk, they will grow like the clappers, but it will be very difficult for you to regain that. And we've seen very often where farmers maybe don't batch up these lambs here where they leave them all together and they have kept in the warm milk. And now instead of the lamb drinking, you know, 300 or 400 grams a day, they're drinking 600 grams of milk replacer a day. Um, and very quickly, then your costs go from 40 euros to 60 or 70 euros of milk replacement per lamb. And obviously, that's not economical. So while we have very, very good performance, um, you know, and the lambs will wean, you know, quite heavy, you know, maybe 25, 26, 27 kilograms when they are weaned, live weight, um, you know, it just, we'll have so much money put into them at that stage in terms of milk that it just, the economics goes out the window. So onto the meal, start introducing the meal. Once they're eating 250 grams a day, on three consecutive days per head per day. So if you have a batch of lambs, 10 lambs inside in a pen, if they are eating two and a half kilos, um, which is 250 grams for the 10 lambs per day, on every day on three consecutive days, pull the milk. Once they're five weeks of age, at least nine kilograms lightweight, pull the milk. They're eating enough meal. They will then very quickly increase the amount of meal they're eating and they'll stay going on the meal and, and a bit of hay inside each then at that stage. Just another one there. Look at if you have if you have adult sheep knocking around the place, if they can share a water truck with those lambs, that's useful in terms of of, of seeding 
their rumen in terms of the bacteria from the saliva from the sheep. So, you know, sometimes people will just take a buckets of, of water the sheep have drank out of in the lemmy pins that are clean and give the pet lambs access to that. Or if there's a shared drinker, that's also useful in terms of, of getting their rumen developed. We get them off to a good start early. Michael, setup is obviously key with that. Certainly a timely bit of information. Thanks very much for that today. No bother, Kier. Thank you. So we're going to leave the episode there at this point. As Michael has indicated, having a system in place to deal with orphan or pet lambs on farms is necessary. It is a costly system, but having that set up right, transitioning lambs off that diet early in life is key to keeping those costs down. And it's about following them practical steps that Michael outlined. That's it for me for this episode. Again, for any updates from our sheep program, keep an eye on our Twitter page at Chocolate Sheep. I'm Kieran Lynch. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe and listen in to any of our episodes.